Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, September 30th, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what, a huge success. Well, it's a happy, happy Monday all around the world today, and I trust that all of you had a fantastic weekend and that you also took some time, okay, to joy, pamper yourself. You know, bringing joy into your life should be like your number one goal. You make that your priority, and trust me, so many things will open up in your life. As a reminder, if you haven't had the time to review your calendar and ensure that all activities and tasks scheduled are supporting your goals for this week, then I want you to do so immediately following the show. Remember, looking at your activities ahead of time is going to help you to stay focused and keep clear on your priorities because you all know that Not always are we as women able to stay focused because we are multitaskers. We are servant leaders. We are busy trying to help so many people do so many things that we forget about putting the focus on ourselves and what we want as well. However, we have to constantly remind ourselves that we were the ones that made a decision to start our businesses, and therefore, we have to make sure that the business is priority, right? You know, one of the phrases and slogans that I've used often on the Successful Woman radio show is something that my grandmother shared with me um, as, as a teenager, and it has really stuck with me. And I have had so many aha moments with this small statement, and it continues to teach me lessons far beyond um, just, you know, what it's saying. And so I want you guys to grab this and hold on to it, which is you can't say yes to every good thing. Again, you can't say yes to every good thing. And I remember I was doing so much. My grandmother called me Tina, and I was just doing so much. I was involved in so many things in school, and I was telling her I was so busy. And um, she was like, you're just not having time to even breathe. She was like, you need to slow down. You can't say yes to every good thing. You're going to have to say no to some of the things, even if you like them. You have to learn to focus and prioritize. And this is something that my grandmother said to me when I was only maybe about 14 or 15 years old, that the older I got, the more I began to understand exactly what she meant by that. And even as I cross different age levels in my life now, I'm still having aha moments about that that saying. You can't say yes to every good thing. Exactly what does that mean? So, again, we are going to have 
awesome opportunities, awesome projects, so many different things come into our lives, right? We're going to have um, the, the opportunity, you know, that we think is the opportunity of a lifetime. We're, we're going to be doing a lot of things and something is going to creep up and you're going to want to put that priority over something that you've already made a commitment to. So you have to really hold on to that statement, and you really have to know what does that mean for you. You can't say yes to every good thing. That means there's good things out there. There's awesome things happening. But at the end of the day, when you make a commitment and a decision to start your business, to be the CEO of your business, it also means that you're not going to let a lot of other things creep up in its way. Now, this is not to say that you you can't have multiple businesses going on, but I'm a firm believer that you first have to make sure that you are on solid ground, you have built a solid foundation under one business, that you have a power team that is helping you to generate the income you desire under that one business, and then you can move on to another. But if you're doing multiple businesses and you don't have the administrative support necessary to even make what would be considered your primary business work, then you're in trouble. And that's something that you need to be very aware of and very careful of. And as a CEO, those are the hard decisions that you will have to make as you look at adding more services, as you look at new business ventures, joint ventures, opportunities, collaborations. As you look at all of those things, you have to make a decision as to whether or not you are equipped and, and that you have the foundation to do multiple things. Otherwise, it's going to become very cloudy. You're going to end up saying yes to a lot of good things, but you're going to find out in, in the midst of doing that, you're also going to become very foggy, very unclear, and you can lose your way of the success path that you're trying to take. So I want you guys to hold on to that because that's what this radio show is all about. This is Successful Woman Radio, and this show is all about giving you those tips, those resources, sharing with you my my failures um, as well as my successes so that you can learn from my wisdom and not have to take the same path um, and hopefully that's going to help you to get to your success a lot faster, right? Very, very important. We've got a great show lined up for you today. I'm very excited. As we close out our theme for this month, Strategy 2020, now we're still going to be talking about Strategy 2020 in October, but we're going to switch it up a little bit and talk about that and a few other things from a mindset point that you need as you're as you're moving and going into uh, the holiday season and also preparing um, for the new year. So we're going to be talking about that. However, for today, I'm excited that our topic is going to be four steps to strategic planning. So as we put closure to Strategy 2020 for the month of September. I want to make sure that I, I go back over the steps to strategic planning and I slow down enough to just kind of share with you the importance of each of these steps. So this is a good time for you to locate your pen and your notepad so that you have that and you're ready to roll. 
By the way, for those of you that use the Blog Talk Radio platform, there has been a lot of technical difficulties going on probably for about five days now. So if you're thinking that it's just you and your show, nope. Blog Talk Radio definitely has been having some technical difficulties going on, and of course, it has impacted some of my clients, and then it's also impacted me as well. So again, I want to thank everybody for bearing with us for actually listening to the show today, Um, and hopefully Blog Talk is going to be straightening out that technical difficulty as soon as possible, because some people are not able to listen today or dial in because of it but know that I will have the recording of the show out. And so anyone that you want to recommend the show to, they will be able to listen to the recording as well. I want to go ahead right now, and I want to talk about the five questions of leadership and authority. Recently I've had quite a few of you that have emailed me uh, asking you know, about about these questions, and many of you have been telling me that you're having an aha moment, you're realizing that you really have got to go back to the foundation because you realize that you didn't plan fully or you didn't, um, you didn't really foresee your responsibility as a CEO, and you really need to take a look at that now. And yes, some of you have even written me and said, hey, I'm willing to put in the work but I'm not sure if I want to put in the work for this particular business, and I need to figure that all out. However you arrive um, at, as you review the five questions of leadership and authority, however you arrive at your decisions to either move forward with your business, to um, dig deeper, reset, rebuild the foundation, relaunch, whatever you needed to do, don't forget that I have extended the invitation to you to set up, at no cost to you, a complimentary Power Talk session. Now, what a Power Talk is, it's a 30 to 45-minute coaching session where we can brainstorm, we can discuss your challenges, we can discuss business ideas, we can discuss monetizing your business ideas. Um, Whatever you want to discuss is going to help you to have your aha moment and and get you taking some action and moving forward on your business. That's what the Power Talk is all about. It's about me um, empowering you with tools, resources, and information that are going to help you to move forward. And many of my clients are saying, hey, just from a power talk, I'm seeing results in my mindset, my attitude, myself. And so it just helps to have someone to walk with you, walk that path with you. And one thing that I want to remind a lot of you who are listening is that don't get into the analysis paralysis. Don't get into the perfection mode of thinking that before you talk with me, you've got to have it all together because I can't help you if you feel like you have it all together, right? So the best time to, to schedule that power talk is when you've got those question marks on, um, on your forehead, when, when you're kind of like, huh, I'm not sure what to do. Uh, this proposes a challenge. That is the time that you're supposed to be requesting the power talk. So, again, I just want to share with um, you, our listeners today, how to go about taking advantage when I offer free power talks. Now, keep in mind, ladies, I offer one free power talk per year to all of our free members who are wanting to schedule a session who are, you know, they're thinking about getting some coaching, but they want to try it out, 
I offer one free power talk a year. But when I am on the radio show and I'm talking about different topics and I am recommending to you that you connect with me specifically for a power talk on that topic, that's in addition to the free power talk. So you guys need to hear me understand how to take advantage of the power talk uh, that we offer through the radio show as well as the one free power talk that you get every year, which is so very, very important. So we're going, we get so many power talk requests now, we're going to have to change the system a little bit. We're going to have to put some deadlines on it. So today I'm putting a deadline that you must request your power talk by this week in order to get it or else I will not be able to give you the power talk. So if you're interested in having a power talk as it pertains to the four steps to strategic planning, um, I am more than willing to work with you and brainstorm with you and get you started. That is what's so important. So, again, power talks are a value of about $125 an hour. So when you get one at no cost, know that there is power definitely in free. There's power in no cost, and it's me blessing you because I want to help as many business women as I can to make it happen for themselves, right? Very, very important. For those of you that are new to the show, I want to welcome you. I want to thank you for listening. Um, and if you're not familiar with who we are, Successful Woman Radio is all about providing women in business with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life, of course, generating the income that you desire. So here's what you need to do. Mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern and be empowered with information that you can put to use right away. So while we do send out text messages, right, I need you to go ahead and I need you to mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and then write this phone number right there in the time slot, uh, 347 Six three seven two five eight nine. Again, the dialing number to the show three four seven six three seven two five eight nine. And of course, by doing that, you will be able to automatically um, listen to the show. You'll be able to take some great notes. Uh, if you should miss the show, here's something you should know as well. If you have an iPhone, just go into your podcast and search for. Successful Woman Radio, and mark it as your favorite, and then you'll be able to have the show at your fingertips and listen to previous broadcasts. If you are listening from your Android device, then download the app, Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, so that's T as in Tom, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, Stitcher, and once you download the app, Stitcher, search for Successful Woman Radio. And then mark that as your favorite, and you will get notifications as well that the, uh, uh, the latest episode has been posted, and you'll have it at your fingertips also. So that's how you get a chance to listen to Successful Woman Radio, get yourself in a positive environment on Mondays. Of course, that is just so very, very important. So what we're going to do right now is go over the five questions of leadership and authority. These questions are really important. I say them every Monday, but what what I am doing 
is helping you to develop a habit of asking yourself these questions. That's why I repeat them every Monday. And believe it or not, most business women say that they get a different answer about once a month, they get a different answer when they ask themselves these questions. And that's, that, that should be correct because as you, as you grow your business, or as you have different challenges in your business, you're going to have different answers to these questions, and it just proves the point that as the CEO of your company, you're always supposed to have a bird's-eye view of your business and have a pulse beat on what's going on in your company at all times. So here we go. Question number one, am I clear on my role as CEO of my company? You know, sometimes you can be clear one week, and the next week it's all fuzzy. So you have to get yourself back to a position of knowing what it is that you should be doing as the CEO daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly. What is, what is your goal? Because oftentimes when you go back and put yourself in the labor role, what happens is the CEO role gets distorted and it gets fuzzy and it can get lost. And you may not get back to the CEO role until something happens, and then you go, uh-oh, I should have been looking over this all along as the CEO of my company. So, again, I want you to pay close attention and understand that for you as the business owner, there is no other important role as important as the CEO role of your company. It's responsible for you being the ambassador of your company, for laying the foundation, for giving vision to your company, leading your company in the direction it should go, um, setting all of your sales, you know, setting the foundation for your marketing. So, so the CEO role, ladies, is pivotal. It is so very, very important. So you need to understand that from the very beginning. And, of course, having a position description helps to keep you focused and gives you clarity. Here's number two. What are my business priorities, okay? Every business needs to have priorities. You've got to know what is it you should be focusing on. What is it that, you're, that you stand for? Because if you stand for nothing, if you focus on nothing, you'll be all over the place and stand for nothing, right? So you've got to know what your priorities are in the areas of your sales, your tasks that need to be implemented, your marketing. You've got to be clear on that. Here's number three. Do I have a bird's eye view of the following areas? Again, your daily workflow, your sales, your tasks to be implemented, your marketing, your follow-up, right, generating leads. Do you have a bird's eye view on that? What's a bird's eye view? Exactly what am I saying? Well, a bird's eye view is being able to either look at a one-page document, look at one screen, and see all of the things necessary to tell you what's going on in your business so that you can make quick decisions. That's the whole purpose of the bird's eye view, so that you know, hey, everything is going according to plan. I can make quick decisions. Yes, a bird's eye view. And then number four, Am I allowing my power team to work for me in helping to execute my daily workflow? Again, am I allowing my power team to work for me in helping to execute my daily workflow? So listen, guys, here's the thing. I talk all the time about a power team and just how important a power team really is, okay? However, what you need to understand <clears throat> is that I just don't want to talk about a power team. I want to talk about it to encourage you to get one going as soon as possible. What is a power team? It is a support 
staff, it's a support team, a group of individuals who have expertise in specific things so that it can shorten your learning curve and push you to the next level faster. I want you to think about this for a minute. If you had a list of items, to-do items, things that needed to get done in your business, you need to create a social media schedule, you needed to revamp your website, you needed to uh, figure out how to do Facebook ads, right? Um, you needed to make sure that you had search engine optimization down packed. You needed to make sure that you had all of these things. Um, can you imagine how long that would actually take you if you're not knowledgeable in that? And most business people are not. It would take you a long time. But I want you to look at it on the brighter side. And that is if you had a power team, if you had a web designer, if you had a graphic designer, if you had a person who specializes in social media posting and setting up your social media, if you had someone um, that was a web designer and knew how to quickly revamp your website and, and straighten out a couple of things, it would be a lot easier on you because that relieves you to keep pushing your vision, to follow up, of course, but then to move on to some other things that you do best. So it's very important for you to understand that when I recommend a power team, I'm not just saying, oh, you need to make a decision whether or not you have a power team. Oh, no, I am not saying that at all. What I am saying is that hands down, without a doubt, mandatorily, you need a power team. And ladies, you need to get it sooner than later, okay? You need, because you can add on to your power team, right? You don't have to start with everyone that you might need on your power team, but you look at your priorities. You, you look at your bird's eye view of where you are and the activities that you're doing and what would make it easier on you to move faster in your business if you had certain roles being played by other people, right? Very, very key. And then number four, Am I allowing my power team to work for me and helping to execute my daily workflow? So, again, here we go with the power team. You know, you have to ask yourself, if I don't have a power team, well, then my answer to this question is I don't have a power team. I need to stop, go back to the drawing board, and figure this out on how to get a power team. Here's number five. Do I have a delegation system in place to activate my power team? Again, you know, before before you actually start putting people in place on your power team, and by the way, it's not that they need to know that they're on a, and I quote, power team. That phraseology is really for you. It's for you to segment it and know uh, that you have a group of individuals that you can put into action right away for your business. So that's really for you, that phrase, power team, right? So you don't have to go around saying, oh, you're going to be on my power team and you're going to be on. No, that's not what it's for, okay? They don't even need to know that they are a part of a power team. They just need to understand and have a relationship with you to know that upon you calling them and asking for their services, that they are able to provide the service to you as soon as possible. That's what. That's all you need to know. However, in your cell phone, you definitely are going to have in your contacts a subfolder called power team so that when you pull it up, you've got all of your people listed in there uh, with updated phone numbers and emails that you can contact at any time, at your fingertips available, right? Very important. Last but not least, number five is do I have a delegation system in place to even activate my power team? In other words, um, again, 
before you can actually have a power team, you have to have uh, a delegation system in place so that when you start assigning tasks to individuals, you know exactly how they will be assigned. You have your milestones. You have your descriptions. You have any, uh, yes, any of your idiosyncrasies that you may have, um, things that are important to you that may sound silly, but it's something that you need specific directions, right, um, and and how you're going to hold individuals accountable. You, all of that has to be ready to go prior to you assigning tasks or else guess what's going to happen. Yeah, you've got it right. Instead of delegating, you're going to be advocating. And what is advocating? It's just turning over a project or a task without any consideration and without any accountability. So, therefore, you're putting all the power and the control of your business into the hands of someone else, which should never, ever happen as the CEO of your company. So this is something that you have to remember, you have to actually keep in mind. It is 1225 after the hour, and, of course, you're listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show, and you have just listened to the five questions of leadership and authority. Ask yourself these questions as often as you need to to get focus and clarity for yourself as the CEO. I want to go ahead now and I want to talk a little bit more about the holiday season. Uh, last week I shared some ways to start marketing um, your your business for the holiday season, and I want to talk a little bit more about that because the, the year is moving quickly. Uh, here we are out of the month of September already, and now we are moving into October, which is really the holiday season, right? You know, the stores already have the uh, harvest, fall harvest decorations out there. They've got specials going on. They have all of that. So it's very, very important. So what I want to do is I want to share with you six more ways to look at uh, marketing your business and generating income this holiday season, okay? So the first of these six ways that I want to talk to you about, okay, is I want you to understand of the importance of sales because oftentimes I think that a lot of business women we can be easily sold too, but it's a little bit different when we are on the other end as a business owner and we are trying to generate the lead or close the sale or attract people to what it is that we have to offer, okay? So I want you to understand that during the holiday season, emotions are very high. People are most of the time very jolly. They are very excited. A lot is going on. And so a lot of decisions are being made from an emotional standpoint. So yes, there's a lot of instant gratification going on, right? I see it. I want it. I don't necessarily need it, but I have to have it. I, I, I've, you know, been saving up for the holiday season or I'm used to spending during the holiday season. It brings me joy, therefore I want it. And so we have to stay on that side of the thought process when it comes to marketing our business for the holiday season. We really can't get ourselves caught up into, well, I don't know how many people are going to be interested in my product or my service. People may be trying to budget. I don't want to cause people to overspend. Okay, we got to get out of that mode. Don't go there, okay, because you're a business owner. Your responsibility as a CEO is to sell. 
Make sure that your company is generating leads, attracting people to what you have, and making sure that your company is making those sales. That's your responsibility, right? And so it's very important to remember that during the holiday season, people are making their decisions based on instant gratification. They are making their decisions based on emotions, right? So this is why it's so important to really use all of the graphic images and the videos and special phrases and words that tug emotionally, right? Very, very important. I think I used the example of a homemade sour cream pound cake and how delicious it was, just like Grandma used to bake. I talked about having a picture of the pound cake that's maybe turning very slowly with a maybe light white icing drizzling down the sides and maybe some red cherries on top for color blast. Um, I talked about a possible video of it, um, some testimonials of people saying how good the pound cake was. And I'm just trying to give you guys an example of understanding of how we should be appealing to the emotions, okay? And I can take almost anything and appeal to the emotions if it's valuable, if it's something that most people need, if I know that I can meet the demand or meet the need. For for example, one of the things that we are planning on offering um, for the holiday season is a special uh, sales on business plans because a lot of people are wanting to start their businesses. They're wanting to have a business plan done. And so what we're planning on doing is having a special on a business plan. So we're going to roll out at Women About Biz with a free business plan webinar. We're going to roll out with a free business plan outline, um, and then we are going to set up a special uh, group for business plan writing, um, and then we're going to offer that free business plan. And we're going to, from an emotional standpoint, talk about how it's so important to know where you need to be at the first 90 days to six months of your business and how a business plan can help bring that clarity. But when you start trying to do it from scratch, and trying to do it without a plan, that is when you can run into problems and you want to start your business off correctly. So we're going to pull on those emotionals from that. And then, of course, we've already come up with our deep discount because if you guys remember, I told you, you have to, you may be offering more than one product or service, but you really have to choose your flagship product or service that you are going to be basically marketing with for the holiday season. And then once you um, attract people to that one flagship product or service, now you have their contact information, their email, and then, of course, now you can be sending special offers just to those individuals because they are now a part of your tribe. They have become a part of your system, right? But what you don't want to do is you don't want to inundate them in the beginning. You want to keep it simple, have one flagship product or service, okay? So, again, the number one in in six ways to six more ways to market during the holidays is that you definitely want to um, work with emotions. You want to make sure that you play off of the emotions of your consumer and that you look at what their need is, where is the pain that you can, that you can um, help to alleviate, what, what is it that you can do, or how, what can you make them feel good and warm and fuzzy about? How can you bring joy and make them smile? Those are things that you need to be doing. Here's number two. 
okay? You definitely can't do without social media. You definitely need to be utilizing social media to connect with your current clients and customers as well as your prospects, okay? So here's some things that you can be doing, okay? Number one, you definitely want to create a social media plan or outline for the holiday season. That's going to be very key. You really want to look at what it is that you want to be posting. And just like I, I recommended that you create an overall plan, you choose your flagship product and you pull together your graphics, all of your copy, all of the things that you're going to need, the social media outline is no, no different. You can create a social media calendar, and then you can actually start planning exactly what you would like to be posted every single day. The thing about social media and the thing that you have to keep in mind is that um, people don't take very likely to you trying to sell to them every single day. So what you have to do is you have to know how to psychologically sell. In other words, the secret to people purchasing from you is to get them to feel as though it's their own idea to purchase from you, right? I know that sounds crazy, but that's the truth. And so um, that is how, as women, that is how the retailers get us to purchase. We think we're making our own decision, but they've really played a huge role in us making the decision of wanting a particular product, okay? So, again, it's the same thing on social media. Some of the core elements that you need to do in social media is, number number one, you need to talk about um, you. If you can incorporate yourself and share your story of why you use this product or what have you, that would be great. Number two, uh, you can feature someone um, who used your product or service and let them give you an audio or written testimonial and give you permission to use their picture and post it. Uh, in addition to that, you can also bring out other outside resources that are relevant to your product or service and say, hey, just found this article on such and such. Uh, it's very timely since I am uh, specializing in this, that, or the other. Uh, I think this would be very helpful to those of you who are interested in this or that. That is so key. And then, of course, usually about two to three times a week, you want to then hit it heavy. Now, I will say this. Because it's the holiday season, people are used to being marketed heavily to more. So maybe doing one sales post a day during the holiday season is not going to be so uh, it's not going to be so annoying as it would be other times of the year. So with that said, though, you should definitely not keep using the same graphic image over and over again with the same post. They should all be different, right? You should you should have maybe. I would say uh, during the holiday season, you should have maybe 10 to 15 different graphic images, posts, and copy content to really help you spread out your marketing messages. And don't forget, another element that's important is that you really should have, in my opinion, you really should have a call to action every single time. A call to action means that there should be a link there for them to click on to take advantage of some offer, whether it is a deep discount, whether it is a um, some, some compelling offer that's going to be free, whatever it is, a sample, 
you should have a call to action better known as a CTA, okay? Very, very important. The other thing is for those of you who are thinking that uh, email marketing is dead and gone, you are so wrong, okay? As a matter of fact, here's what you need to understand. Now, we all know and have heard the statistics that women make up about you know, well, they make about 85 to 90% of all consumer decisions, right? Well, in that particular market, women who are between the ages of about 35 to 65 really make the majority of those decisions. Well, how about this? Women between the ages of 35 and 65 are looking at email often more than they are their text messages. They still look at their emails a lot, and they depend on their desktops and their laptops a lot. So email marketing, to cut out email marketing because you're thinking that people aren't going to see it, guess what? That's totally wrong, very, very wrong. As a matter of fact, here's a quick story, lessons learned. Um, I decided that I was just going to start texting, and I started texting, and then a lot of my target market, which is 35 to 55, started contacting me saying, what happened? I'm no longer getting your emails. I'm no longer uh, getting successful woman radio announcements, you know. So what was going on is that even though they had cell phones, they looked at their emails just as much, and they were depending on seeing announcements and notices and different things coming through their emails. And that was a big lesson learned for me. So you can't always go by what the newest, most modern way to market is, you have to listen to your clients and you have to ask them. Now, what I should have done is I should have sent out a survey asking my members which uh, which way do they want to go with me. Do they want email marketing or do they want um, text? And so now what I do is I give them that, that option on my survey when they join. And so, again, this is very, very key. So email marketing is still very, very important. People still look at it from their phone, their tablet. And the thing about email that you need to understand is that the timing of when you send your email out is very, very key, okay? So what you need to do is you need to have some tests. You need to send your emails out to your list at 9 a.m., Again, you need to send it out maybe the next day or the day after at 12 noon. Then again, you need to send it out at 3 p.m. And then again, late that after that late evening, um, like maybe at around 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. And then even send out an 11 p.m. message and see who's opening what. Okay. And basically what happens is it gives you a good idea of when's the best time to actually send out your email, okay, the majority rules, right? Another thing you need to look at in online uh, marketing is you still need to make sure that you primarily choose one social media network that you're going to be very assertive with in marketing your business during the holiday season. So you've got your big four, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram, and, of course, LinkedIn. That's actually your big five. So you've got to determine based on your business type which social media uh, platform is going to be best for you to take advantage of in, in order to reach your target audience for the holiday season. Very, very key. And then here's number three, 
okay? Don't forget about contests and giveaways. This is just so very important because um, contests and giveaways not only can build your mailing list, um, it can also really increase your sales as well. So no matter what type of business you have, you can always have some type of contest going on. And then here's number four. I want you to create an, uh, a share campaign. In other words, get other people to refer what you have to offer to others, to their friends, to their business associates. Very, very important. So you can have a referral campaign and have various incentives to help people want to share, right? Very, very key. And number five, okay, is the consistency. You have to be consistent when you're marketing for the holiday season. Um, I think that one of the greatest things that you can do as a disadvantage to yourself is to, you know, create a whole plan, create how you're going to do it, how what's going to go out, spend money on having graphics done, but the implementation part is weak. This is definitely where a power team comes into play. Um, if nothing else, you can hire a virtual assistant for the holiday season, okay? Very key. Number six, okay, is you really need to look at who you are marketing to. You definitely need to look at not only how you're marketing, but you need to make sure that you have segmented your list, you you know your target market, and you know the characteristics of your target market. So that way, if you're going to advertise on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter or any other platform online, you are prepared because you are in touch with your target market or your target audience. Very, very key. And don't forget, if you decide to use the some Google AdWords that's advertising it through Google, you know, you've seen your ads. Uh, in your Google search, above the search results, you've seen it. If you have a desktop, you've seen it to the right of the search results. So if you're going to do some Google AdWords, uh, don't forget that Google has an extensive uh, um, academy that you can go through as well as they have a, co a great customer service who will help you to create your Google AdWords. So don't forget about that. Ladies, it's 12.42, 15 minutes before the hour of one, and I want to, at this time, again, just go ahead and give you four steps to strategic planning. So, ladies, there are four basic techniques that should be applied when you are strategic planning. Last week, we talked about habits and how they can be a key, uh, play a key role in you really building your strategy. Um, and there could be positive habits and negative habits, right? But today, as we close out strategic planning, we want to share, I want to share with you four steps to strategic planning that are necessary. Here's step number one. First of all, you know, don't be so quick to do everything before you actually research because research analysis is very important. It is impossible, ladies, to make sound decisions that will move your business forward without you researching your industry, researching your competitor, and, yes, researching your target customers, okay? 
So you definitely need to research better. You need to look at what they are doing, how they are doing it, what seems to be working for them, looking at tools, techniques of the trade, very, very important, okay? Here's step number two and four steps to strategic planning is strategic analysis. You know, it's so important to evaluate the, all of the aspects of your business, of where you come from, what are the results of your sales and all of the things that you have been, been doing. And it's so important to look at your quarterly sales gross income and your net income, which is going to tell you if, you if your marketing was actually working or not. Because remember, marketing is a system that attracts people to what you have to offer so that they are interested. And then at that point, your marketing job is done, and now you have to put on the, the role of salesperson, and you have to know how how to close the sale. Very, very important. Um, one of the things that I recommend that you do is that I really want you to look at doing a SWOT analysis, which is a strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats analysis. And what it does is that it helps you to quickly identify what you're strong in and also what your weak areas are so they can be strengthened. And then it also, for the opportunities and threats, it allows you to look at your external factors, such as what opportunities are available to you coming from the outside, and then also what kind of threats are there. You may have competitors that are doing the exact same thing, have your exact target audience using similar colors that you're using for your brand colors. So you have to know externally what type of things are going on. And then step number three in the fourth step to strategic planning is action task, T-A-S-K-S, action task. You know, developing your strategy will mean nothing without determining the task associated with changes and improvements that need to be made in your business. Now, tasks are simply the to-do items that are necessary to complete your goal or your project. Without them, nothing can actually be done. And so what you need to do, okay, is not just write down your tasks in a to-do list format, but you have to actually schedule each of your tasks and know whether or not you're going to delegate it to someone on your power team or whether you're going to actually do it yourself. The big key here is that step four is all about action. It's all about implementation, and then without that step, nothing else can be done. You will be you'll be halted, okay? And last is step number four, the implementation and accountability. Setting timelines and developing accountability system or project management worksheet to implement your strategy is so very important. Now, this is the follow-up step that if left out, of course, again, as I said, no results will be seen. So, again, I want to encourage you to take these four steps that I have just shared with you, and I want you to really think long and hard and, and schedule some time, you know, prepare your strategy before the holiday season starts getting heavy and before the new year so that you can make things happen. So very, very key. Well, that's all I have for today, ladies. I hope that you have enjoyed the show, um, and I hope that you have taken good notes so that you can make some things happen. Coming up in October, we will continue to talk about Strategy 2020. Um, in addition to that, I'll continue to share with you ways you can market your business during the holiday season. I'm looking so forward to connecting with you again on next Monday. So make sure you mark your calendar 
every Monday at 12 noon Eastern time as we continue to give you information to not only live an abundant life but create a business of abundance. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.